chapter 3, verse 1. In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. John is the son of Elizabeth, who was the cousin of Mary. Repentance here is a reference to the change of mind, a change of belief. The kingdom of heaven is twofold, physical and spiritual. Here it will be in reference to Christ's soon arrival. So it will be a physical kingdom. Post the Lord's death, it becomes a spiritual kingdom. More on that later. 3. For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Esaias, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. The way of the Lord, Jehovah God. Make Jehovah's path straight. Isaiah. Isaiah is quoted here from the 40th chapter. Get ready for his coming. 4. And the same John had his raiment of camel's hair, and a leathern girdle about his loins, and his meat was locusts and wild honey. Then went out to him Jerusalem, and all Judea, and all the region round about Jordan, and were baptized of him in Jordan, confessing their sins. All those that were in Jordan, all those that were in Jerusalem that believed, went forth to be baptized of him. They knew the Messiah was coming, they believed on him, and they confessed their sins. This was the first baptism. This was the first step in the long-anticipated arrival of the Messiah. This, of course, didn't save them, and we find that in Acts 19, when Paul says to some disciples that he comes across, and he says, Since you believed, have you received the Holy Ghost? And they said to him, What is the Holy Ghost? We haven't even heard of the Holy Ghost. That can't be a reference to Jews, because the Jews knew who the Holy Spirit was. It's a reference to Gentiles. And Luke's Gospel tells us that uh, soldiers came to be baptized. Cornelius could well have been one of these people. This was in preparation for the Messiah's coming. 7. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? He wants true repentance here. And this baptism is total immersion, not sprinkling. And this is for adults only, not children. A child cannot believe on the Lord. Only when a person comes of age and knows right from wrong can they be saved, and then they get baptized. 8. Bring forth therefore fruits, meat for repentance. And think not to say within yourselves, We have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. Don't quote Abraham. Don't lean on him. This is found in the Gospel of John. Abraham is our father. We aren't born of fornication. We be free. Don't trust in Mary. Don't trust in the papacy. Just because you believe you have this unbroken line back to Peter of 265 popes, big deal it doesn't save you the jews have a line going right back to abraham but it won't save them he wants fruit he wants meat he wants to see true repentance true remorse 10 and now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees therefore every tree which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire a reference to israel 
I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. When you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you get baptized into the body of Christ. 1 Corinthians 12, Ephesians chapter 4. That's what saves you. Not your water baptism. That does not save you. Acts 19 showed you that. 12. Whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor, and gather his wheat into the garner, and he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John, to be baptized of him. First coming and second coming there. He's going to burn them up. Lake of fire. Unbelievers. The goats. Those that wouldn't believe on him. Those that refused to believe on him. 14. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? John knew that he was a sinner, and that Christ was sinless. He knew that. 15. And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. Christ is setting an example here, that when you believe on him, you then get baptized. But also keep in mind that this doesn't save you. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 that he wasn't sent to baptize, but to preach the gospel. Mark 16 said, if you believed and were baptized, you would be saved. If you didn't believe, and no mention of baptism, you would be damned. John chapter 3 says, this is the condemnation that men love darkness rather than light. They won't come to the light to be saved. They love their sin more than they love the Lord. But as many as received him to them gave you the right the authority, the power to become children of God through their faith. First chapter said he came to save his people. So all you find here is the Lord showing that he is the Messiah. John is going to testify to that in the next verse. And this is an example of what you should do if you've got saved and haven't yet been baptized. This is for you too. 16. And Jesus when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. And lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. The Father is speaking, the Holy Spirit has appeared. Christ is in the water. Three in one, one in three, and the one in the middle died for me. If you are a oneness, you struggle with this. If you are a non-Trinitarian, you can't deal with this. Because if you are a non-Trinitarian, what you have here is Jesus speaking to himself from heaven. And Jesus appearing in a dove to come to his baptism. But if you are a Trinitarian, you have the Father who is a person... You have the Holy Spirit, who is a person, but on this occasion appears as a dove. And you have Christ, who is a person. Three persons, one God. Therefore, the Father speaks to the Son, and the Son speaks to the Father. That makes sense logically. You may not understand it. We were never told 
to understand the Trinity, we were told to believe it. And here, Father, Son and Holy Spirit are all appearing at the same time. This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Wow, that's a pretty clear statement. Jesus has been officially declared as the Son of God. John has seen it. His disciples have seen it. And some of his disciples will become the Lord's apostles. Dozens if not hundreds of people have seen it. Some of those have been baptized, awaiting his arrival. And some go off on their way, pre the Lord's arrival, I would say, waiting for his coming. As I've already said, Acts 19 shows us how that worked. And Acts chapter 10 also showed us how that worked with Cornelius. The first baptism was John's preparation to get the people of Israel ready for their king, the Messiah. And in Luke's gospel, that is referred to as being God himself. God became a man in the person of Christ. That's what the incarnation is. Third chapter, next up is the fourth.